I want moms to feel this too. I want moms to realize like, oh, if I, if I was on the brink of, of leaving this, if I was on the brink of never being able to tuck my kids in to bed again, how would I feel if I was given that opportunity to do it one last time and treat motherhood that way? Like you've mentioned with intentionality, I'm here. I'm not just suffering through this. I'm not wishing this away. I'm not thinking about what else I could be doing. I'm so incredibly grateful that I don't have to miss this. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by the host of the Mamahood podcast, Marin Drubay. On this episode, Marin graciously shares some personal experience that have profoundly shaped her appreciation for motherhood. It's often overlooked just how fortunate we are to be mothers, yet when the prospect of being a mom is nearly taken away, we gain a profound understanding of its value. In this episode, we'll delve into what motherhood signifies to both of us and explore the ways in which we actively embrace and cherish the role of motherhood in our daily lives. I'll be honest, this was a tricky one to give a title to because the title Treasuring Motherhood is not necessarily something that I would have clicked on if it appeared in my podcast feed. However, the simplicity of what it means to treasure motherhood To treasure is to keep carefully. It's an item of value. It's a valued item. We cherish it. That can become monotonous that we forget to treasure those little moments that actually were the big moments. And I will say this is the first episode that I've ever been choked up while recording. So I can't wait for you to hear Marin's story. But before we get there, I quickly want to share my minimalist moment of the week with all of you. I've been noticing people sharing their in and out lists, which I actually love. I love to see what's perceived as trendy and no longer in or what we should be making priority versus maybe not so much anymore. All that to say, I was sitting and looking at my phone tonight and I just had this thought. I'm like, who really cares what's in or out? Who cares? Sure, we can make predictions. We can make recommendations. We can suggest things. But... Does it really matter? As long as you're happy and healthy, that's what creates the intentional life. For me, getting caught up in these lists of, okay, this is in this year and this is out, or, oh my gosh, I used to do that and now it's out this year. I really have to go back to keeping those blinders on. What does my intentional life look like? What does it look like for my family? What do I want to achieve this year? It is absolutely detached from what other people perceive is in or out. And again, not to totally knock these lists because people have been doing really cool things with them. But I just want to encourage you to say, if you've been feeling the pressure to take someone else's advice for what's in or out this year, just set it aside. What feels good to you? What's best for your family? What's best for your kids? Keep those blinders on. Create the intentional life that you want. And with that, let's get into this conversation about treasuring motherhood with Maren Drubay. Marin, thank you so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> it's been a I'm long time thinking. coming. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I was going to say it's been so long. We've been connecting for the last couple of months. I'm glad that you're here tonight to talk with me. And why don't we go ahead and do introductions? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell me who you are, what it is that you do. And uh, gosh, I haven't asked this question in a long time. And then how many kids do you have? Okay. Um, so I'm Marin Drubay. I am the creator of the Mamahood podcast and community. We are a community 
for moms, um, we always say we're, we're for the moms in the trenches, you know, those years of motherhood where you are just soaking in motherhood all day long. You've got little kids. We speak a lot about kind of the things that moms deal with in those early years of motherhood with the pregnancy and the breastfeeding and the, the newborns and the toddlers. And we talk a lot about postpartum depression and anxiety and things that moms deal with there. Um, we are largely focused on just helping moms feel seen and valued. That's a huge thing that we talk about on the podcast and is hugely important to me. I'm also a writer, an editor, a public speaker, and it's it's largely all based on motherhood. I just love moms. I think what moms do is so valuable and they are they don't always value themselves and society doesn't always value them. And so that's an, an important message to me. I have four kids. I had four kids in five years. So all wow. four of my kids are uh, seven, six, four, and 20 months. And so I I just have, you know, all the little kids right now and it is a blast. So I do this all kind of on the side or at the nighttime hours because motherhood is a full-time gig. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I know it's trying to find the time in the early morning hours, which typically mm-hmm. don't happen to me. It's usually the late night hours to get the podcast done. But it is. It's yep. when it's something that you feel passionate about and there's a message that you feel like you can confidently share. I feel like it's worth doing and worth putting the effort and time into, which actually leads me to my next question. I was wondering how the podcast evolved and became a thing because with four kids, it seems like that's probably pretty tricky to, to manage and juggle. So how did it all come about? Yeah, yeah, sure. So it actually started as a just a Facebook group. Okay. And my friend Aubrey and I, she's the one who started the podcast with me. She still um, comes and we do episodes together. But she started the Facebook group when she was just kind of in that postpartum depression, kind of lonely stage. And she added a few mom friends and it just kind of exploded from there. And um, Aubrey and I met and I was a writer and a speaker and everything. And we kind of decided to team up and make a podcast for these moms. Um, And it was four, almost five years ago um, when I feel like podcasts were kind of starting to explode. So we only really knew of a few motherhood podcasts at that point and felt like moms needed more. They needed someone in their ears being there with them um, speaking about some of the topics that weren't being spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our episodes that I feel like really kind of exploded for the moms was um, when we spoke about postpartum depression. And it was something that a lot of people weren't really publicly speaking about. And both Aubrey and I shared our perspectives on that. And moms just really resonated with it. It was our most listened to, most shared, and kind of mm-hmm. um, put us on a bunch of the lists on all the podcast apps because so many people were, you know, sharing and subscribing and leaving reviews. And that's where it really took off. And um, that kind of taught us to kind of speak to these issues that maybe often go unheard um, because that's we realized that's what moms really needed to hear. Um, Mm -hmm. And we talk about a lot of fun and uplifting topics, too. We are currently Mm -hmm. doing a summer series right now, kind of just focusing on fun topics. So we we run the gamut from, you know, we laugh a lot and then we cry a lot, too. (laughs) Authenticity is something that I don't know. I was talking to someone earlier today about connection and false connection. And we have so much false connection via social media and technology. And 
I don't know. I just feel like podcasts, it kind of takes you to the next level. I get that it's still like a form of technology and maybe a fake connection in a way, but there's something about hearing these back and forths between people. Yeah. And I'm sure you get this a lot too with your podcast, but some of the messages we get are just so tender because Mm -hmm. I think there's something special about being a podcast that moms listen to because you're in their ears while they're mothering. You're in their ears while they're running carpool and folding laundry and doing dishes and whatever else they're doing throughout their day. And so it really kind of feels like you're their friend, like you're there right alongside them in motherhood. And some of the messages that we'll get will be just so special. Um, And I think that's something you really can only do through podcasting, hearing like someone speak in long form and really Mm -hmm. open up. And over time, you really get to know them and you Mm -hmm. really can just get so much more, like you said, authentic, deep, personal through podcasting, which is something I love because I'm not actually the biggest fan of social media, but I do love podcasts and I think they're so special in that way. Yeah, absolutely. So what I want to talk about today is something that you have spoken to, and that is treasuring motherhood, this idea of what does it look like to treasure our motherhood? And you actually have had an episode on this. It was episode 60, which I'll be sure to link to in the show notes. But at the very beginning of that episode, you both start out. And sorry, maybe I should just direct people there. We turn off this oh, mic Oh, go now. ahead. No, Here. go ahead. <laughs> But I thought it was important to also share here because I speak so much to intentional living and Mm -hmm. what is more intentional in motherhood than treasuring it. So I guess set the scene, set the stage for what you mean by treasuring motherhood, and then we'll get into why you started to focus your energies in in this way. Yeah, yeah. Treasuring motherhood is... To me, it means that we are giving it the value and the respect that it deserves. And so often nowadays, society kind of just kicks motherhood to the curb. And what's fascinating about it is that even polar opposite ends of whatever spectrum it may be politically or just age or whatever it may be, I just feel like everyone has a way of expressing things sometimes online that make moms feel undervalued, whether it be my voice isn't important or what I'm doing is um, not worthwhile or I'm not a worthwhile woman if I am fulfilled by motherhood or if this is what I want to do with my time or um, there's a lot of like mom shaming online or motherhood shaming online. Mom needs a drink. Mom needs, you know, Mm. which is which is totally fine. We can all laugh. But I think there's so much of it that sometimes moms are like they feel like they're drowning in motherhood more than really enjoying it. And Mm. it takes going through sometimes it did for me. It takes going through something that makes you realize how precious your motherhood is for Mm -hmm. you to really start treasuring it and um, making it more intentional, not just surviving through the day, not just doing what you need to do to make it from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. that day, but actually like really being super intentional about being there and enjoying it, treasuring these moments with your kids that actually go by so fast. So to me, treasuring motherhood means you're there for it. You're all in your um, whatever kind of mom you are, but that you are really appreciating this opportunity of to be a mom rather than wishing it away. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that absolutely does. I had, gosh, I don't even think I could admit it because it's so embarrassing, but I feel like you have these moments throughout motherhood where you kind of, I guess you start to take things for granted. 
I have these moments that come about that I guess just recenter my focus and make me remember that the days are long, but the years are short. And I was watching a movie last week and it it's the dumbest movie. I don't even know if I can admit it to you. I, I was want watching, you to admit it. I was watching Twilight, the fourth movie. Okay, that's I, hilarious because my husband and I just watched that two nights ago. <laughs> No way. <laughs> he had never seen Twilight. And so I was like, that's it. We're doing a marathon. And so we spent the week watching them all. And I have a lot of thoughts. I mean, oh, yeah. Side, so many side note. <laughs> yeah. I, I read the books back when I was like 17, 18 and mm-hmm. had many thoughts even back then. But <laughs> day, I was watching something, which I rarely do. My husband was out of town. It was midnight. It was like, do you want to watch? This is the recommended movie. It's Twilight. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'm going to watch that. And I was like, I'm going to watch the fourth one. So I'm watching it. Fast forward, fast forward. Let's say it's the wedding scene. I like that scene. I promise this as a point. Bella's walking down the aisle with her dad, and he is probably the best actor in the entire movie. He really, (laughs) really is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was sobbing. I don't know why. I was just sobbing. And I'm not even going to walk anyone down the aisle. But I was just like, oh, my gosh, my kids are getting older every day. Mm -hmm. One day they're not going to be in my house. And then flash forward to the end of that wedding scene where she's about to go on the honeymoon with Edward. And he tells her, you'll always have a home under my roof. That'll Mm -hmm. always be your home. And I start crying again. And I am not someone that cries. I really don't cry. And for some reason, it really broke me. And I was like, am I making the best home for my kids under my roof? Have I been doing enough? Have I been giving them enough? Because I feel like I'm giving them my leftovers. And again, super random moments (laughs) that caused me to start to reevaluate. But I feel like I have been a more patient mom this entire week because I keep thinking about that. And I'm a Christian and I I am as well. Yeah. Some people call it the universe. Whatever intervened that night that I needed, I just feel like it's helped me to just recenter myself. And again, if we're talking about treasuring motherhood, I feel like I've looked at it different this week. So stupid example, but not a stupid example. It's actually funny because my husband and I, and I, like I said, were watching them and we were kind of making fun of the movies a lot while we were watching them. But the yeah. exact same thing happened to me when we got to that part where she was saying goodbye to her dad. I totally started mm-hmm. crying and I'm like trying to hide it from my husband. But I had the exact same thought. I was like, oh my gosh, it just goes by so fast. And before we know it, our kids are going to be leaving on their honeymoon too. And I'm going to want to say the exact same thing. You have a home here always mm-hmm. you're all, you always have a home here and how do i want them to feel when they think back on their home that they grew up in how do i want them to feel when they think about coming back home after they've left home and it is something that i think about a lot and mm-hmm. um whatever we need to find find that motivation like i love that you said that you you know you've been a more patient mom this week because of that so sometimes we can just find motivation through just the silliest little ways, but if it works for you, great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm all about just f- figuring it out and finding it where we can. Absolutely. I have a new sponsor that's perfect for my show. The company is Trust and Will. 
Trust and will is actually named after exactly what they do. They make trusts and they make wills. My husband and I have been putting off writing our wills for years now. With every trip that we take, we're always reminded that it's something that we need to do when we haven't. However, I've been recently talking about Swedish death cleaning. And after my episode with Emily McDermott, episode 207, I decided that I needed to put it to the top of my list. So when I saw that Trust and Will wanted a partner, I immediately said yes. And I'm really not kidding you when I tell you that my husband and I were able to sit down, work through the prompts. It's super user-friendly and it took us maybe 30 minutes. There may be some more questions that you want to go a bit more in depth, but for us, it took us maybe 30 minutes. I think an important part of an intentional life is planning for the future in this way. It's not the most pleasant thing to think about, but it's necessary. So you can gain peace of mind today with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash minimalist. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash minimalist. So, okay, going back to your story, though, you said there was a moment or something in your life that made you just start to reflect differently and reevaluate, maybe not reevaluate, but there was something significant that happened to you. So why don't you go into a little bit more depth with that? Yeah. And I think for me, much like you, I had experienced a lot of kind of um, giving my leftovers or taking moments for granted or wishing certain things away um, for years and or almost kind of resenting certain things Mm -hmm. or moments, um, which I think is very normal for moms and something that every mom struggles with at some point. And it really doesn't help that we have the internet there to constantly remind us like what we're missing out on or what we could be doing or, you know, the internet's kind of poison that way for moms. I had kids young and I, my first was a surprise. And, you know, I just feel like for several years, I would do a lot of that kind of apologizing that moms do. You know, someone would, I'd meet somebody at the park or, or um, like a neighbor would come by with cookies when I moved into a new neighborhood and say, hi, like, what do you do? And, and I would almost think like, oh, I'm just a mom, you know, and or I'm I'm just a mom, but, you know, oh, but I also do this or I also do that. And Mm -hmm. it's something that moms do so often, almost like apologizing for being Mm -hmm. a mom, Um, which makes me so sad um, because moms literally built are the the building, the builders (laughs) of our society. Mm -hmm. We should be so proud of being moms. But I did that for years and I had an experience in 2019 this one day we were driving home. It was it was um, early December 2019. We were driving home from a family gathering, a holiday gathering, and I went numb completely on the left side of my body. And we went to the ER and I ended up getting diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And that was kind of the first thing that kind of made me start to almost just take my whole life into consideration and really kind of put things into perspective because I'm signing papers that are saying, you know, you understand your diagnosis, you understand you could be disabled, you understand. That kind of kicked off this sort of mind shift for me, this this life-changing mind shift that I went through and really kind of treasure a little bit more just, not even just motherhood, but my life in general. Um, mm-hmm. Like, wow, I could, I could be in a wheelchair in in 30 years. So what am I doing with my time now? And that's when it sort of shifted. Well, a month after my diagnosis, I went to my first infusion is what it's called. And I go once a month and I get an IV infusion, which is a very pricey medication, but it is what 
keeps me stable. It helps me not have Mm -hmm. any MS symptoms. And I went to my very first one. And on my way home, I was turning a corner. I was turning right at a red light and a semi truck hit my car. And I ended up having this really intense experience where the semi truck driver was, um, you know, he was either intoxicated or just drowsy or something, but he was totally unaware of the fact that he had hit my car. And it was wild, you know, just to have that happen. And I was in shock. I was screaming. I was honking my horn and expecting him to stop. (laughs) But he Mm -hmm. just kept on driving and he was dragging my car. And my car was, I was driving, you know, our our little beater car that my husband, you know, we'd had since we were newlyweds that was super cheap, thankfully, um, not our family car, but it was slowly being pulled under the semi truck. And, you know, they say that when you come face to face with your own mortality and you have to sort of consider the fact that you're going to die, that it changes you. And I can absolutely say that that's true. And I had never mm-hmm. experienced that before, but I felt you know, the window crashed in, the bottom, you know, the exhaust pipes and everything of the semi-truck were right up next to my face, and I just knew I was going to die. And it's Mm -hmm. just kind of crazy how much that changes you um, when you go through something like that, and that's part of the reason I share it, because I don't want every mom to have to go through this in order to have Mm -hmm. this mind shift. I want to share it so that you don't have to be someone who goes through something like this. But, um, you know, I... I was, you know, just praying, like I mentioned before, I believe in God. I was praying that my kids would still have a good life, that they wouldn't forget me, that they would know that I loved them. And all of a sudden, I just felt, you know, like God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, saying like, no, you can't give up right now. You can't, you can't just die right now. Your kids need you. You need to get out of this car. So um, he's pulling my car down the road and I climbed over into the passenger seat and opened up the door and had to jump out of the car. And it was absolutely wild. It was the craziest thing to this day. I cannot believe that I did it and I wouldn't believe it except for the fact that it was caught on camera <laughs> um, oh my God. because it happened right in front of a, a college. So at that point, there was people recording and there was security cameras mm-hmm. that caught it. But I was just in such a state of shock that I I really would not believe that it happened had I not been able to see it on camera. And, you know, it's to me, it's a miracle. I didn't have a single broken bone or anything. I just had, you know, a bunch of road rash and bruises, but no broken bones and came out totally unscathed. And it was just wild how that shifted my perspective. You know, when I was in the car, time really moves a lot slower when you have adrenaline. It's a matter of seconds, but you can really think through a lot in the, in a matter of those seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about everything I was going to miss. I was going to miss the big things. I was going to miss, you know, preschool graduations and kindergarten graduations and high school graduations and weddings and grandkids being born and all the different things. But that wasn't the only thing I was thinking about. I was thinking about how my little boy needed to be picked up from preschool and how I wish I could just do that one more time. And Mm -hmm. I wish I could go and I could do that today, but I may not be able to. And is anyone going to remember to go and pick him up? And I was thinking about bedtime and how I would love to give my kids one more bath and put them to bed. And so often we 
dismiss these things as moms. We talk about how monotonous it is to do bedtime routine. And we complain about my kids, you know, putting them to bed every night is just the worst. I hear that constantly online. That bedtime is just the worst and it drags on. And ever since then, I, I've loved every second of bedtime. I always try to think about how badly I just wanted to do bedtime with my kids one more time when I was in that car and how wonderful and beautiful it is that we get to bathe our little babies and we get to lotion their little bodies and read them books and tell them stories and sing them songs and tuck them into their beds and how many moms lose that opportunity through tragedy or illness um and i i've really just never been the same ever since then everything shifted for me i stopped thinking about what more I could be doing or should be doing outside of motherhood? What more should I do to like change the world or to accomplish something or to receive any sort of like fame or recognition or money or career or just all the things I used to fixate on all the time? Um, mm-hmm. I stopped feeling like woe is me about how exhausted I am in motherhood or um, any of those things. And I just started to feel grateful just so grateful that I got to be, that I get to be here doing this. And, you know, my husband, he showed me a, like a, a grass <laughs> that he came across where basically your life is, if you took like a full life and you divided it into decades, like nine decades, you know, um, mm-hmm. really only two or three of those so if there was like nine boxes on a piece of paper really only two or three of those filled in is how long you have with your kids at home and it really Mm -hmm. is such a small portion of your life and it's so special and and I just I want moms to feel this too I want moms to realize like oh if I if I was on the brink of of leaving this, if I was on the brink of never being able to tuck my kids in to bed again, how would I feel if I was given that opportunity to do it one last time and treat motherhood that way? Like you've mentioned with intentionality, I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. not just suffering through this. I'm not wishing this away. I'm not thinking about what else I could be doing. I'm so incredibly grateful that I don't have to miss this. So incredibly mm-hmm. grateful that I get to be here and do this and raise these kids and be the one and only mom in their story. So you made me cry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And now I'm, I feel even more ridiculous for sharing my, my moment of twilight four. (laughs) No, I loved your moment. I loved it. Yeah. It doesn't seem to compare, but I think that, yeah, everything you said is so true. And it's, I don't know. I don't know why that happened to you. I'm so glad that you're still here to share it with us because I know it just had a profound impact on me just thinking through the fact that I've said that I've complained about bedtime or just the redundancy in the day to day like oh I'm really have I have to cook dinner again and they're going to complain again it's it, it's negativity and one day I'm just going to be putting two plates on the table for me and my husband and so I look I try to just bring it to the forefront of my mind that, yes, it is just such a season, but I shouldn't I shouldn't say that to wish it away. I should take that and use that to treasure it. Yeah. Gosh, that's really, really good. 
you know, I think that there are ways that we can let this change our motherhood. And there are ways that we can sort of, you know, other than just being happier and being more present with our kids and being more excited to be with our kids, because like you mentioned, am I doing a good enough job making sure that they feel at home with me? Am I Am I creating the feeling that they um, will look back on and cling to, oh, my mom always made me feel so loved. Oh, my mom always made me feel so comfortable or safe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I think shifts a lot in moms when they start treasuring motherhood. But it also changed a lot of things about the way I mothered. Mm-hmm. I became a homeschool mom, which isn't for everybody, but it's something where I never could have pictured myself doing that. But I think this mind shift really propelled me into making that choice. I started getting outside a lot more with my kids, putting my phone away, getting into nature with them, hiking with them a lot, camping with them a lot. We spend a ton of time outdoors together, um, which is so special to us. Another thing we started doing is traveling a lot more and having a lot more experiences. We put this big piece of paper up in our kitchen that says experiences, not things. That's Mm -hmm. a big thing that came into perspective for us because, you know, my husband, he wasn't the one in the car, but he nearly lost me and he, Mm -hmm. it really put things into perspective for him too. And so I think what I would say to the moms that are listening is like, what are some things you can change? What are some things you can add to your motherhood to make it more intentional, to make it more present? What are some things you can do each day to put your phone away and to really focus in on your kids? Something that I do each day is, and it's not much because I have four kids, but 10 minutes of one-on-one with each kid each day. And that's sometimes harder to achieve (laughs) than you would think. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, only 10 minutes. That's only, you know, 40 minutes in total. But between all the other stuff we have to do each day with the the cleaning and the chores and the and mm-hmm. the bill paying and just all the other things that we have to do. It actually is hard to find that 10 minutes of I'm here and you're here and it's me and you and I'm not on my phone and I'm not listening to something else and the TV's off mm-hmm. and I'm not paying attention to your siblings right now. I'm just paying attention to you. That's something that I feel has greatly impacted my relationship with my kids. They know that for 10 minutes a day, they have my attention completely. So maybe that's some helpful advice and things that have really helped me to sort of treasure and become a little more present and intentional in motherhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want to enjoy our kids and we want to enjoy the time because I honestly think sometimes if we're on our phone for so long, it does make the time in certain ways, pass slower. And then it feels, it just doesn't feel as good. It's like, let's create things that we can go do together to have fun together because why would we not enjoy it this time? I, I don't know. Why would we want to just sit around and and waste it? I loved all your suggestions that you gave. Well, this was excellent. I feel like you answered my my questions. So I don't really know what else to say other than where can listeners find you and connect with you more and and hear more from you. Yeah, yeah. So um you can come and find um my podcast at the Mamahood Podcast. We're on all major podcast platforms. You can find us on Instagram at the dot mamahood. And you can come connect with me on Instagram at Marin Drew Bay. And I would love 
I would love that. I love connecting with other moms. There's literally nothing I love more. So come and find us. Come and feel seen, feel heard, and laugh and cry with us because we we do a lot of that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, quickly, I didn't prompt you for this, but I always ask my guests two questions. And the first one is, what has been a beneficial resource to you in your life? It doesn't have to do with what we talked about. But what has been beneficial to you that you've watched, that you've read, that you've listened to, that you want to share with the listeners? Oh, man. Um, So much. Um, I feel like I'm always seeking information and and wise sources. Um. One of the first that comes to mind immediately is I've gone on sort of a kick with Danish parenting books, which has been Mm -hmm. really, really enjoyable for me. I just read The Danish Way of Parenting, and then I read um, There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather. Both were phenomenal books. Um, If you're wanting Mm -hmm. ideas for how to just be more simplified as a mom, more intentional with your kids, and have meaningful moments with them. yeah, and and I and I would just say, um, good, well written mothering books in general are things that I seek out and feel like I get a lot more from that than I do from like you were talking about at the start, Instagram reels or things like that. Which those those can be great too, but a good, good, hearty, like well written motherhood book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something I absolutely, love. absolutely. The Danish way of parenting. I believe her name is Iben who wrote that. Yes, Iben Iben Sandal. It's a fantastic book. It's both full of heart and how to like love on your kids more but also how to help them be more independent and confident. So mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of got a lot of everything. I mean, I'm heavily Danish. My grandma was a Danish immigrant. And so that's why I kind of started with reading a lot of, you know, Danish and Scandinavian parenting books. Mm-hmm. But then I just kind of got pulled into them. And I I really relate to them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just back to basics. It's simplistic. And it's, in t- yeah, it's all the stuff that you and I are both trying to prioritize in life right now. So I think that's why it probably speaks to us. But well, that's great. Those are great resources. Last question is, what is something that you can't stop talking about? And this can be anything. Mm. It's something frivolous and silly, whatever you want to share. The thing I can never stop talking about, and this really will sound silly, is for sure like Disneyland. And um, we, we like as a whole nother side note, we have a Disneyland page where we give Disneyland and Disney parks like tips and advice for parents who are taking kids. Um, my husband's job is located right right next to Disneyland. So we've been going every month with our kids for years. And um, our little kids actually kind of dreamed up this product for other kids to use at Disneyland, a little, um, we call them park packs, but it's a little like pouch that they can bring to Disneyland. So lately, that's something that we've been talking about a lot and posting a lot over there. Our Instagram is at happiest kids on earth. And People have such mixed emotions about Disney and Disney parks, but for us, that was one thing that we started doing after like the diagnosis and the accident was yeah. um, spending a lot of time together as a family there. And I can honestly say we've had like just so many core moments and um, like diving in and learning about all the history and everything has been really like encapsulating and it's it's totally frivolous, but it's it's been a lot of fun for us lately. Yeah, I would say 
I don't love crowds, but every time I've ever been to Disney World, it's magical. Mm -hmm. And now seeing it through my kids' eyes has just been the cherry on top of the whole experience. So this was all just very profound. And I... I don't, again, I, you had me at a loss for words with your story. <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing it. And I, I think it's going to have an effect on everyone that listens. So thank you for sharing it and joining me today. You're so sweet, Diane. Thank you so much for having me. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.